This is Norm Holy from WFHB, and today I'm interviewing Dr. Ray Schnapp. She is the Conservation Director for the Indiana Forest Alliance, and the protest at the sale of Yellowwood certainly generated a lot of discussion. I was there. I wanted to see how things went. A couple of fairly disturbing events that occurred. I wonder if you have any comments about the proceedings. Well, sure. I can sort of describe the setting a little bit. So the timber sale took place at the Yellowwood State Forest office. So the auction was inside of a fenced enclosure. Uh, only licensed timber buyers were supposed to be in there behind the fence and, of course, uh, DNR employees. And then it's not live auction with an auctioneer. It's a sealed bid auction. So the timber buyers come with their bids in an envelope and present them. So it's very short. And there were about 200 people there protesting the sale, but the sale proceeded anyway. The protesters actually had a bid, even though they're not licensed timber buyers, they did submit an offer to pay $150,000 for this timber, but their offer was not really considered um, because they're not licensed timber buyers. And, And then auction proceeded, and the highest bid that they got was considerably lower than that, and they went with it. So that was the winning bid. I think it was $108,000. The protesters were mostly asking them to stop the sale and urging the timber buyers not to bid. It didn't work out that way. I'm really surprised the $150,000 bid did not apparently get any consideration at all. Uh, well, I guess I'm, I'm not too surprised because we knew we weren't the licensed timber buyers. Normally, as part of the contract, the timber buyer has to remove the trees. So our offering to pay $150,000 not to remove the trees is, you know, kind of unacceptable to them because they want those trees removed. When they go in and cut down the timber, you know, they're going to take the oaks and they're going to take the poplar and the ash and other choice varieties. What's the impact of just taking out certain species and leaving others there? What does that do to the forest? They describe it as a selective timber harvest, and it sounds like a nice idea to be able to go in there and just select certain trees and pull them out and sell that lumber in order to support the rest of the forest management. But in the real world, it doesn't work that way. There's a lot of collateral damage. I mean, the trees are rather close together in a forest, so there are trees in the way of the target trees. And so some of them will have to be cut too, and they are removing trees by road. So they have to build roads to get the logs out, and that it has a tremendous impact on the forest. The openings that are created by both the roads and the removed trees allow sunlight to reach the forest floor, and that can enable young trees to emerge and grow up, but it can also create some really big problems with invasive species, especially when the soils are compacted by heavy equipment. And sometimes the equipment itself is carrying in seeds of invasive species, moving them around, and often and those species are very adaptable and they can outcompete the desired tree species. What we have after selective harvest is a forest that is very different. Basically, the road access and appearance of invasive species, a lot of woody debris, 
left on the ground, and the different species composition, too. And I, I wanted to mention that some of the trees that they intend to harvest include elms. I heard one young person say, I've never seen a mature elm, but she's young. And she says, well, it's kind of heartbreaking that they're going to be cutting mature elms. So there, it changes the forest in, in a lot of different ways. Does the NR or the loggers, do they plant trees to replace the ones that they've taken out? Sometimes, but uh, more often they are relying on seeds from the surrounding forest to kind of repopulate that area. Seeds and seedlings, the seedlings may already be there and they can emerge into the sunlight when an opening is created. So how many years does it take for saplings to appear in the spaces that have been logged? Is it Well, it takes a very long time. It would take a very long time for that area to regenerate. We at the Indiana Forest Alliance have been conducting a taxonomic inventory on this area. We call it our eco-blitz area. We were studying a 900-acre tract because it is one of the largest blocks of continuous interior forest in the state. And we hired specialists to study various taxonomic groups, like trees and plants, of course, but also Insects, spiders, bats and mammals, bats and other mammals, snakes and lizards, moths, bees, lichen. And so this is literally one of the most studied forest tracks in the whole state. We had dendrochronologists in there to determine the age of the trees. We found that most of the big trees were over 100 years old. This does not mean that all the trees are more than 100 years old because an old forest is a mosaic of different age trees. This area is on its way to becoming an old-growth forest. Generally, the definition of old growth is 120 years. And so if we left this area alone, it would be an old-growth forest for the next generation. But if we log it, you know, it will take many generations before it can achieve that. Our concern, and then this is also a designated backcountry area, so it's supposed to be used for recreation, and it is heavily used for recreation. Um, So it will impact that recreational use a lot, too, if they move forward with this harvest. What bird or animal species are impacted negatively if you take out the ash and the poplar? When you create those openings, it does create opportunities for cowbirds. Cowbirds are uh, nest predators. They will lay their eggs in the nests of other birds outcompete the other birds. They basically get other birds to raise their young, and they prefer areas that are that where there are openings. So we'll probably see a lot more nest predation after the harvest, and that would be many different bird species. So it's a little bit hard to, to predict. I don't think, and I'm not aware of um, any species that particularly nest in ash trees. The area that they're logging is demonstrated to have bats roosting there. Are they going to do any logging next summer in that area? No, they won't be able to harvest timber after April because of the presence of Indiana bat and other endangered bat species. There's a certain season when they can harvest because of that. Um, What happens to the streams that are in the watershed where they're cutting? Are they creating a lot of silt that goes into the stream? Yes, that can be the case. Forests are great at protecting watersheds and improving water quality. So this area is mostly forested, but any time we remove forest cover from steep slopes like these, there is great potential for erosion, uh, for soil erosion, 
to run off and get into the streams and create a problem with sediment load. And we're already experiencing a lot of siltation in Lake Monroe. The sediment is um, diminishing the capacity of the reservoir there. So, um, so that is uh, a serious concern. I'd like to thank you very much for an excellent interview.